Today is Monday, December the 5th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, the Gamecocks are headed to the Gator Bowl. South Carolina officially taking on Notre Dame December the 30th at 3.30 p.m., in Jacksonville, Florida, guys, I will give my full thoughts as the Gamecocks Bowl destination has officially been announced. Also on this Monday, our 2022 South Carolina Football Postseason Award Show. We do this every single year after the season. I will hand out some much-deserved hardware. So it's some of the best and brightest of Gamecocks football from this season. Also, guys, of course, looking back over the weekend, we'll talk South Carolina's big overtime win on the hardwood as the court cocks get the job done against Georgetown in the nation's capital. Guys, all that much more. We have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and you can win it to 10 times on any entry. Price picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of, guys. They have Got it. They've also got a slick, easy-use mobile app, both in the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100 We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Percent instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
because the regular season for Gamecocks football is in the books doesn't mean the fun is going to stop any time soon. We've got the transfer portal. We've got recruiting. We've got the court cocks. And, of course, we've got a bowl game to talk about and some awards to hand out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. Again, we have got a lot to dive into and to discuss today. And, of course, as always, I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend, by the way, as you're getting acquainted now in the Christmas season, of course. We're all feeling festive here on this Monday. A quick reminder on that note, guys. Again, I want to say thank you so much for the love and the support on the merchandise side of the business. The orders just continue to roll in. Uh, just wanted to make you all aware, of course, we're all getting our Christmas shopping done. I was doing my Christmas shopping yesterday, actually, and thank goodness for Amazon lists, by the way. You know, my family members, my my, my family, people I'm buying for, sending me their Amazon list, and it makes it so much easier, right? Like, I'm, I'm a big Amazon Prime guy. Love Amazon Prime, love the free shipping, love just adding things to the list and doing the shopping that way, getting it all shipped to your door, you know, real, real easy, right? Like, I don't want to have to deal with the mall. I don't want to have to deal with going shopping in person. Like, it is every time, it's so funny, guys, every time I go out and I shop uh, for anything, it can, it, it's sometimes it's even the grocery store, although I do that all the time. But anytime, especially, I go out and it's something I could have bought online, I could have bought on Amazon. I find myself like, why in the world did I not just buy it on Amazon? Like, 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 why, why did I go out and get this? Why did I go to Target? Why did I go to Walmart? Why did I go to, God forbid, the mall this time of year? So uh, if you guys are Christmas shopping, I say all that to say, if you are Christmas shopping for anyone on TSUS.store, on our online store, get your orders in by December the 12th, which is exactly one week from today. So you've got one week. If you get the orders in by December the 12th, I can guarantee by Christmas delivery. Now, if you order after that date, there is a chance that you will still get that order by Christmas. You will have that for whoever it is you're buying for. There's a chance you will, but I can't guarantee it. If you order by December the 12th, Hey, go ahead, get your orders in, guaranteed by Christmas delivery. So go ahead and get that taken care of because I know we've all got the bad habit, right? We wait until like December the 20th and we're like, oh my God, I haven't gotten so-and-so anything for Christmas. I got to rush, I, you know, and then and then you got to fight everybody at the mall. You got to fight everybody out and about. Just get it taken care of now. Just go ahead, get it taken care of, TSUS.store. And again, really appreciate all of you, all of those who have been doing that. Of course, guys, we've got the towels, we've got the koozies, we've got all that stuff, T-shirts, hats, hoodies. Everything you can think of, it's over at TSUS.store. Also, guys, one quick update before we really get rolling. Of course, with the regular season being in the books, and we've got some time until the bowl game. Uh, the Daily Crow, our daily live show, of course, which if you do not know, uh, I don't know how, but if you do not know at this point, noon to two on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, that's where that airs. Also, the podcast version of that show drops every single weekday at 3 p.m. Eastern after the show. But there will be some changes happening starting today to the Daily Crow. And I want to say, I want to start by saying thank you so much to all 
of our daily guests throughout the football season that took their time each and every single week to come on the show and talk ball and and the value they added right to our content throughout the regular season was just it, it's immeasurable. I mean, truly, the content this season was what was was just was just insane. I mean, truly, when you look back on it, but. Uh, you know, with that being said, of course, with the regular season being over, there's not quite as much to talk about. Uh, so there will be no Steven Garcia this week, no Alex McGrath this week. We actually will have Anthony Treesh on the show for his final appearance of the season on Wednesday. And then Friday, there will be no Jake Crane. Now, the plan is to get all those gentlemen back on the show the week of the bowl game for one more appearance before the game and then have them one more appearance after the bowl game as well. You meant you notice I did not mention JC Sherbert. That is because I am very excited to announce that the content with JC Sherbert, those segments will continue as we rock through the month of December. And really, I, I think throughout, because of course, JC Sherbert and the Big Spur, those guys cover all the sports just like I do. So um, they have decided they want to continue to have me on their show every Thursday at 1130. I will have JC Sherbert every Thursday on the Daily Crow at 115 as well. So again, I'm really excited that piece of content is sticking. Obviously, a lot of our other guests, basically all of our other guests, they were specifically football guys, which is why I brought them on. And the Daily Guest is something I will continue to look at and evolve and I think there's some guys out there that could really that could really uh, provide some value during the basketball season and of course baseball season as well. But I am really excited to continue to have JC Sherbert on the show every single Thursday and also go on JC's show as well inside the Gamecocks every single Thursday at 1130 uh, to talk with him about everything happening with South Carolina. So again, of course, podcast will continue to operate and rock as normal, guys, but I wanted to give you all those updates on the Daily Crow. And again, I want to say thank you so much to Stephen Garcia, Alex McGrath, Anthony Treese, J.C. Sherbert, and Jake Crane for all of their fantastic work over the course of this regular season. And I know, again, we'll have all those guys on one more time, or two more times, I should say, before and after the bowl game. But uh, really great stuff. And I hope you guys really all enjoyed. It was an absolute blast. With that being said, as we all know, the regular season is in the books, but the Gamecocks are going bowling down to the great state of Florida as it was announced on Sunday afternoon. Let's go ahead and dive into that. Gamecocks are headed to the Gator Bowl to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Friday, December the 30th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. The game will be played at Bill Gay Grounds at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida, which is 20, what, 24, 23 days from now or so. Um, really excited for this game. Um, guys, just some brief thoughts on it, because, of course, as we get closer to the game, we'll break it down just like we broke down every single game during the regular season. But I know this is the game that everybody wanted, right? The other rumored bowl game was the ReliaQuest Bowl, which is the old Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. And I will say the only thing that I'm a bit disappointed about is that we will miss out on the Roach King and Roach Ranch content with Steven Garcia that would have been legendary. We'll have to see if Steven will be making the trip up to Jacksonville for the game. But, uh, I mean, anytime you can play a team like Notre Dame, a brand like Notre Dame. And I certainly the irony is not lost on me of how funny it is that both of these teams beat Clem Sucks. And so this is the who beat Clem Sucks better bowl, I guess you could say. This is the unofficial ACC championship, maybe you could say, but either way, 
a fantastic game. You know, South Carolina obviously closing out their season. It's confirmed, by the way, that Spencer Rattler will be playing in the bowl game, which is a huge shot in the arm for Gamecocks football. But, uh, you know, you take on a national brand like Notre Dame. I mean, it's a great opportunity for South Carolina for exposure. And, you know, if you can beat a team like Notre Dame, what it would mean for closing out your season. Um, you know, also, I think we all are happy because South Carolina has just been going to the Outback Bowl year after year after year after year. And I, I, I'd have to do the research or whatever, but I, I'm not exactly sure when the last time the Gamecocks went to the Gator Bowl was, but I think it's been since like the 80s. Like it's been quite a while. So, you know, we had seen the tweets from Brett McMurphy and Brad Crawford that the Gator Bowl really wanted South Carolina. And I, I think for the most part, this fan base is really, really happy judging from what I've seen on social media. I'm happy as well. I'm excited to get down there. Guys, I've been to two bowl games my entire life. The first one was the 2018 Belk Bowl when the Gamecocks got blanked 28 to nothing against the Virginia Cavaliers. My second bowl game, of course, was last year, the Mayo Bowl. So both the bowl games I've been to have been in Charlotte, North Carolina. So either way, I was going to be happy ecstatic because, of course, we will be down there. The TSUS tailgate will be down in Jacksonville again, of course. I know we're all happy, by the way. Uh, ReliQuest, I believe, was a noon kickoff. This game, of course, 330 uh, you know, the the day before New Year's Eve. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a good time. We'll have more details as we get closer to this game, but really, really excited. The 19th ranked Gamecocks, by the way, taking on the 21st ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And like I said, as we get closer to this game, we'll have more details. We'll talk the gambling side. We'll talk, uh, we'll break this thing down in its entirety, just like we did for every single football game during the regular season, but could not be more excited. Going to be a blast. A Florida Bowl game, I think a great reward for South Carolina football for what they did in this season. And again, guys, like I said, in case you missed it, reported first by GamecockCentral.com, Spencer Rattler will play in the bowl game. Of course, Cam Smith declaring for the draft. He will probably not go. I think he's already signed with an agent, so I think his South kind of career is over. It'll be interesting to see from their side, too, who does and does not play. But again, that'll be something we talk about more and more as we get closer to actual kickoff of the game. But again, really exciting stuff. Gamecocks taking on Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl, December 30th, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And again, guys, as we get closer to the game, we will break down that thing in its entirety. With that being said, on the Nota Game Cox football course, guys, we do this every single year. On Friday's show, I did my postseason report card, and it's only right. On today's show, we are looking back on the season that was in our drum roll, please, the 2022 Game Cox football postseason award show. We are handing out some much-deserved hardware to the gentlemen that shined and showed out in this football season. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. And we're going to start with the Offensive Player of the Year. And this is an award, guys, that, you know, it was kind of tough, right? Because for so long, for, for the majority of the season, this Gamecocks offense struggled. This Gamecocks offense was trying to find itself and figure out who it was. And, you know, out, outside of the last two games, I mean, again, we can admit it was a bit of a struggle. And certainly there are names that come to the top of your mind of guys that you could think of that should win this award. But there was a gentleman that I just felt like, I just felt like it would it would have been wrong to leave him off of any of these awards because of his contribution he had during the season. And again, I know he missed a couple of games, but at one point was really the 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 main factor that was carrying 
this South Carolina offense. So the award for the offensive player of the year goes to Gamecocks running back Marshawn Lloyd. And you take a look at his numbers, guys. Again, missed a couple of games due to that thigh bruise. Uh, had 573 total yards rushing, 5.2 yards per carry, and nine touchdowns. Averaged 63.7 yards per game rushing, which, again, by far led the Gamecocks. You also look at what he did in the passing game. You look at what he did in the passing game, 18 catches for 176, 9.8 yards per catch, and two touchdowns. Again, it's sort of, if he would have played the entire season, there's no doubt this would have been a no-brainer. He may have even been the MVP of the season, which, again, that award we'll hand out later in the show. But I just think Marshawn Lloyd needs to be recognized for the role he played in this season and the fantastic football he played. And, uh, you know, when he was on the field, he was absolutely electric, especially early on in the season. So again, our award for offensive player of the year goes to Marshawn Lloyd. Let's move into defensive player of the year. And I will say this guys, you may notice there's some players in these awards that are repeat winners. And you know what, if you deserve it, you're going to get the award. So when I look at defensive player of the year and the guy that stood out on a week in week out basis, making play after play after play is also the same man that led this Gamecocks defense in tackles. That being said, the defensive player of the year award goes to Freshman Nick Emanwari, you look at his game this year, 78 total tackles, one tackle for loss. And again, guys, I think the consistency is really what shows up for me. It's just week in, week out, and certainly there were a number of guys that could have won this award. I mean, Cam Smith, Darius Rush, Marcellus Dial in the secondary, um, guys up front as well, Tonka Hemingway, Zach Pickens, Jordan Birch. I mean, tons of guys, Brad Johnson, even Sherrod Green, of course. Um, but I just looked at Nicky Mawari. I thought he did a fantastic job, really stepping up as a leader for this Gamecocks defense and also had a fumble recovery, by the way, in the season. I want to make sure I give him credit for that. But what he did in the back end, you know, I felt like he played beyond his years, and he he, he was just from the jump a dependable piece for that South kind of defense. So again, my defensive player of the year goes to Nick Eamon Ward. Let's move into offensive rookie of the year. And let me make this clear on these awards, guys. You do not have to be a freshman to win this. Just be a first-year player. So with that being said, this one was really easy because the man that had a ton of hype that came in as a first-year guy uh, in this season, and certainly you know there were high expectations coming in the year, but I think he even shattered all those. Our Offensive Rookie of the Year award goes to wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr. And again, what a year he had being the main weapon on the outside for the Gamecocks. 63 catches for 898 yards, 14.3 yards per catch. Had six touchdowns, which was double what the second leading receiver had on this season. Again, guys, you saw his talent, right? Especially late in the season, the last two games, what he did against Tennessee and Clemson was absolutely incredible. And I mean, you, you look at Spencer Rattler, right? in His games, and we talk about he sort of had his Steven Garcia moment against Tennessee, and he, he played like this against Clemson. Well, in that case, Antoine Wells Jr. was his version of Alshon Jeffrey, just the go-to player making play after play after play, showed that explosiveness, showed that athleticism. He was absolutely fantastic all throughout the year, and again, making a splash in his first year in Columbia. So again, our Offensive Rookie of the Year award goes to Antoine Wells Jr. That moves us to our Defensive Rookie of the Year, and guys, I, I, I will spare you the dramatics in this one because, of course, if our Defensive Player of the Year is Nicky Mawari, he is most certainly the Defensive Rookie of the Year as well. The freshman Nicky Mawari, again, guys, what he did as a leader in the back end, really excited. I think he's the next great defensive back, obviously, certainly the next great safety to come through 
Columbia. Let's move into, guys, our offensive comeback player of the year. And the award is, as it sounds, a player that dealt with injury, dealt with whatever whatever adversity off the field or whatever, if you will, um, a guy that is able to bounce back from that, show resiliency, and play great football for the University of South Carolina. So our offensive comeback player of the year award goes to, of course, Marshawn Lloyd. And coming back from that injury, you know, it's it's so interesting. There was so much, there were so many question marks, if you will, for Marshawn. I think, you know, a, a lot of us and, and most of Gamecock Nation felt like if he was healthy, he was going to do great things. But there was still some concern, right? Especially after last year where he was supposed to be healthy and, you know, it just never really clicked. It just never really worked out. And then, of course, you had the, the the preseason documentary this year where, you know, they really documented his recovery. And it sort of set up for him to have a big year. And, I mean, he was a star from the jump. And I just think, you know, the, the, the toughest thing for an athlete, right, when you deal with those injuries, especially like a knee injury for a guy like Lloyd, it's the mental side. And I think that's what held him back last year. And you saw that time and time again. Of course, he had the brace on basically all season long. And he just looked a step slow. And he did not look like the guy that we all hoped he would be. And I thought this year, I, you know, it was just great. He, he, Marshawn Lloyd's a guy, how can you not pull for him after what he's been through and what he's dealt with and, and, and doing everything he can? He's always been a guy that's been positive, upbeat, loves the University of South Carolina. And again, it was great to see that all come together this year. And certainly he is deserving of that offensive comeback player of the year award. Let's move in a defensive comeback player of the year. And speaking of a player who's dealt with injuries, I mean, this guy has been at Carolina forever. He's dealt with every injury it feels like you can think of. And and certainly you hated to see his season end early last year. But our defensive comeback player of the year and very well-deserving goes to linebacker Sherrod Green. And certainly, again, another one of those big-time leaders on the defense was second on the team in tackles, 65 total tackles on the season, two and a half tackles for loss, had one and a half sacks as well. And had an interception in this season. So a fantastic year. I mean, again, I, I talked a lot about the linebacker position, you know, earlier over the summer. And when we broke down the position at preview, we broke down the defense, you know, the, the, the linebacker position was one of concern. And, you know, it was a mixed bag this year. We, and we'll call it for what it is. It was definitely a mixed bag. But I thought Sherrod Green was certainly a bright spot. And in the fact, he was able to overcome all those injuries, overcome the adversity. And a guy that, again, has been in Columbia forever and, we certainly have a soft spot, too, for those guys that that endured the must-champ years and could have dipped and could have left and could have taken an easy way out. Instead, a guy like Sherrod Green has stayed through it, kept his head down, and, you know, I, I would argue probably had his best year in Garnet and Black this, this, this season. So, defensive comeback player of the year, hands down, Sherrod Green. Let's move into our most improved player of the year award. And this is one that I think will resonate with a lot of you because I challenged this player in the preseason. And wh wh whether whether folks saw it as that way or not, I, I believe in applying pressure. I, I do. Listen, you play football at the University of South Carolina. You play football in the SEC. There's going to be pressure that comes with that. Pressure is a privilege, especially when you're a guy that is the second highest rated signee in the history of South Carolina football. And I understand, you know, that, that there's time that, you know, he needs a year or two to get acclimated from the high school game to the college game. But I challenge this guy in the preseason, hey, it's put up or shut up time. You don't have a good year this year. You're creeping towards bust territory. I didn't say the kid was a bust. I said he was trending that way based off of his play. And I thought he responded. And you look at the numbers, and they reflect that as well, guys. Our most improved player award goes to... Jordan Birch, the local player out of Hammond, and guys, again, you look at his statistics, 56 total tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, 
three and a half sacks. Uh, also had a fumble recovery as well, and 10 quarterback hurries, which led the Gamecocks. He was a disruptor all year long, and again, guys, you love to see it. Hey, pressure's a good thing. Pressure's a privilege. Pressure creates diamonds, and Jordan Birch responded to the pressure the right way. So kudos, young man, for doing that. Congrats on a fantastic season, and he is without a doubt our most improved player for the 2022 season. Let's move into Coach of the Year, the Coach of the Year Award for 2022. And guys, this one is a no-brainer, right? I, you know, we, we talk a lot about Shane Beamer, and I think Shane Beamer here could be the easy answer, but I'm more so looking at position coaches and coordinators and and guys, again, this one, this one, I, I don't have to explain the winner of this award is all because his, his unit was fantastic all season long and made a difference in so many football games. The award for Coach of the Year goes to the mad scientist, Pete Limbo. What a legendary job, again, he did for the Gamecocks. I mean, special teams was fantastic. Mitch Jeter, Kai Kroger, all the fakes. Uh, he and Shane Beamer working together. Beamer ball was absolutely incredible. So, again, Pete Limbo, our winner of the Coach of the Year Award. Guys, let's move into our Cock Commander MVP Award. Yes, the Cock Commander Award is here to stay, even for the season award show. The Cock Commander MVP for the 2022 football season. And I know, guys, this one's low-hanging fruit. This one might be easy. But this man deserves this award, not just for his play down the stretch, not just for what the statistics say, but I think beyond the statistics, and his ability to, again, stay positive, be a great teammate, be resilient when things were going so poorly and so negatively. And you look at his numbers, you know, are, are his numbers, do they rank amongst the all-time greats in Gamecocks football history? Not necessarily, but the way he was able to guide this team and lead this team down the stretch and engineer two of the most magical weeks in the history of this program, I think he deserves this award, guys. So the winner of our 2022 Cock Commander MVP award goes to quarterback Spencer Rattler. And you look at Rattler, guys, 235 for 353, 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, 66.7 completion percentage. 2,780 yards, average 231.7 yards per game. Uh, you also look at him rushing. Some positive rushing numbers for Spencer Rattler here. Um, 66 carries for 19 yards. So either way, though, had three touchdowns, and they were you know, he was in the positive and rushing. But again, the big takeaway, even caught a pass, by the way. Even caught a pass, uh, one catch for 15 yards in that Tennessee game. But like I said, guys, the leadership down the stretch to me is what really stood out his ability to stay positive, to be resil resilient. And again, the hand he played in those final two games, I, I just think it needs to be recognized. Absolutely needs to be recognized for what he did leading this football team. It's a quarterback-driven game. Hey, they get too much of the credit, too much of the blame, but I'm giving Spencer Rattler the credit. The winner of our Cock Commander MVP Award. Now let's move into a fun award, guys. This is inspired, of course, by the great Todd Ellis, our play-by-play -play man, the Are You Kidding Me? Play of the Year. And I know I I'm still working on my Todd Ellis impersonation, but I do that every single year. So the winner of the Are You Kidding Me? Play of the Year, it goes to Nate Atkins. And that one-handed catch he had against Clem Sucks, and yes, I understand that it might be some recency bias, but you think about 
how big of a play that was. How crazy of a catch that was when you consider who the man was that caught the football. Guys, we're talking about a guy, Nate Atkins, had six catches in that game. I think he had like three coming into that football game. But the tone setter that that was, the momentum swing that that was, and that really got the Gamecocks off the schneid, got them rolling, if you will. Um, and, and it was literally a play that I sat there and I said, are you kidding me when it happened? I could not believe what I had just witnessed. So again, the winner of the, are you kidding me? Play of the year, Nate Atkins, his one-handed catch against Clem sucks. Stuff of legends will never be forgotten. Let's move into our biggest surprise of the 2022 football season. And guys, as you notice, of course, these awards down the stretch, these are kind of fun, right? These are a little bit different off the wall, if you will. But what was the biggest surprise of the 2022 football season? And I was racking my brain and I was like, was there anything over the summer that I had expectations of that just completely went the opposite? Um, but but looking at the season, I mean, I, I think you have to say, at least for me, the biggest surprise of this season was the offensive explosion we saw in the final two weeks of the year. I, I mean, nobody, even the most garnet glasses, optimistic, you know, diehard fan, nobody saw that finish to the season coming that South Carolina put together. Nobody saw that offensive explosion, especially how the offense looked all throughout the season. I mean, truly beyond comprehension, dropping a 63 bomb on Tennessee and then going into Clemsucks and winning the football game. Oh, by the way, winning back-to-back games as, what, 22-point underdogs and then 14-and-a-half-point underdogs, respectfully. I mean, again, I don't care who you are, most Garnet Glasses fan in the world, that finish to the season to go 8-4 and four and beat top 10 teams back-to-back when nobody, including yours truly, gave you a chance after the Florida game, that, that to me is by far the biggest surprise. And it's still almost wild. It's still almost hard to wrap your brain around that that happened. But it did. Thank goodness it did. Uh, guys, let's move to our best moment. And again, the fun part about these awards down the stretch, guys, is they are they're very debatable, right? It all depends on kind of what was the best moment or the best thing for you. The best moment of the 2022 football season, and guys, I I will probably write an article, maybe do a podcast, but most likely we'll do an article in regards to my top moments of the season, my top five, if you will. But I'm just looking at best moment. Who wins the award or what wins the award, I should say, for the best moment of the 2022 football season? And, And I know many of you will look at the Tennessee and the Clem Sucks games, right? And I was in the building, of course, for Tennessee. We had the watch party for Clem Sucks. Both of those games were incredible. I mean, the moment beating Clem Sucks, legendary. But I'm going to go a little bit off the wall because I know everybody's going to point at those two games and pick moments from those. And, I mean, guys, rushing the field after Tennessee and being on the field and hanging out with you guys, And I mean, that that's something that, I mean, again, I will never forget. Right? That piece of the Williams-Brice Stadium shrub will forever be enshrined in the studio. But I'm going to go a little bit off the wall here. And my best moment, the the award for best moment goes to Texas A&M, Xavier Leggett's kickoff return against Texas A&M. I I mean, that was like, I I, I tell people this, and I I don't say it to, obviously, guys, I'm a very emotional dude in the sense of like, I'm a huge fan of the Gamecocks and I get fired up and I create content with passion. But I normally stay... Pretty, pretty level, pretty even keel during games. Now I say that and it's funny because I was I was literally a nervous wreck in the fourth quarter in the Clem Sucks game, but 
You know, I, I normally keep things pretty even keel, try to stay in the middle. Hey, it's a long game. You know, even if you score earlier, make a big play. But that kickoff return against AM, I, I mean, I, I mentioned it the week following, or I mentioned the Monday following that ball game. That that was one of those plays, and certainly one of those nights, but one of those plays that reminds you why you fell in love with it in the first place. It's it's just like I felt like a child watching my first South kind of football game again and the pure jubilation and excitement and the explosion from williams Bryce Stadium and being a part of that. You know, we're, we're in a time where it's, it's you know, there's so many reasons not to go to games and, right, the conveniences of watching on TV and the way the games are broadcasted. And, you know, I totally understand it. But it's like when moments like that happen – it's 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 a moment where it just reminds you why it's so special to be with 80,000 of your closest friends. And I mean, dude, I, I literally – I basically lost my voice on that play alone. And uh, also, what a, what a sweet moment for Xavier Leggett after he had really struggled against SC State, dropping a couple balls that led to interceptions. And most people wrote him off that he shouldn't play the rest of the year. And so it was sw- such a sweet redemption moment for him. It was an incredible moment for South Carolina football. You know, after after you beat Kentucky, you go to the bye week, you're like, okay, what's this season going to be? This is a huge game. And, um, you know, just – just I, it's one of those moments it's really, really hard to put into words. It, it really is. And and uh, so, for me, that's the best moment. And, again, I think I'm a little biased. I think it's going to be different for you. That's the fun of this. It's debatable, you know, your own personal experience. But that was just – that was incredible. I mean, <laughs> that, that moment was incredible. And uh, that was really, I think, the, the the you know, one of the first packs after the cat pack, the Aggie pack that got smoked after and just a magical day and a, a magical start to that game and a magical night as well and snapping the streak over A&M and – I just, just incredible. And that kickoff return to start it was, was, was that one of the loudest I've ever heard Williams Bryce Stadium. So again, my winner of best moment, the best moment award goes to Xavier Leggett and his kickoff return against A&M. Our final award guys is for the best game of the 2022 football season. And guys, this one's a no brainer. The best game award goes to the game at Clem sucks. The Gamecocks finally snapping the streak and beating their hated rival for the first time since 2013. I know we're all still enjoying dancing on the graves of the Tiger fans all week long, as you should, as you should, as we all should, and as we all will. But what a game, the back and forth. I mean, I know some folks might say Tennessee, and that was an incredible game. Don't get me wrong, it really was. But the the drama, the excitement, the emotion, the the swings and momentum and the plays that were made. And, you know, I talk a lot about, especially over the off season or the summer or what have you about, you know, games that are fun, the, mo- the most fun games to go back and rewatch and relive and, and all that good stuff. I mean, that Clem sucks game that might have just shot at the top of my list, guys. I mean, that, that's going to be one of those games, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're, we're going back on YouTube and rewatching and everybody will recall where they were, what they were doing, who they were with, you know what I mean? So uh, the winner for the best game award goes to the game that happened just two weeks ago at Clem Sucks. What a memorable victory for Gamecocks football and all those who love the Garnet and Black. Guys, that being said, that's going to do it for our postseason award show. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the postseason awards. Uh, were there any snubs? Who was the biggest snub? I mean, do you have any any um, anyone that did not get recognized that you would have liked to have seen? We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. All right, we are going to dive into off of the gridiron onto 
the hardwood, the Gamecocks, Courtcocks, taking down Georgetown. Before we do, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because, of course, the Spurs Up show brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars, you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they offer special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. And guys, there's only one place that I get my cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843 681 8600. That's 843 681 8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Ladies and gents, it feels good, good to be good, good. Thanks to GG Jackson, his big game. Gamecocks taking on or taking down, I should say, the Georgetown Hoyas by a final score of 74 to 71 in overtime. And what a huge bounce back win, right? After just getting thoroughly embarrassed by George Washington uh, last Wednesday to go on the road, uh, you know, on the D.C. swing and take down Georgetown, take down Patrick Ewing's squad, you know, an absolutely massive victory. When you look at this game, guys, a tale of two halves, my biggest takeaway from Saturday is it's Lamont Paris's second-half adjustments. We talk a lot about coaching. Whatever he said, they weren't. Because, again, you look at the numbers, right? You look at the numbers. Um Gamecocks route scored 37 to 26 in the first half, 37 to 26 at halftime. Gamecocks then explode in the second half, outscoring Georgetown, of course, 39 to 28. And uh, you go to overtime and get the W. But the big story, of course, was Gigi Jackson. Scoreless, right? Scoreless in the first half. All he does in the second half is explode for 22 points. And for that reason, guys, he is our player of the game for the win over Georgetown. 22 points, eight rebounds. Two assists, um, and you take a look. I mean, he heated up. Michi Johnson, Haiti, or Michi Johnson was seventeen. Hayden Brown was sixteen. You know, Chico Carter continues to hit big shots for you with seven. And I will say this, guys, about this basketball team that I, I, I think all of us agree it's going to be a a a a a very interesting year, up and down year for sure, a rebuilding year, all that good stuff. I I don't want to sound like a broken record every time I talk about this basketball team, but I will say this. I think a game like Saturday at least shows there is hope that when things are clicking, when a guy like Gigi Jackson gets hot, right? I I talked about it in the preseason. uh, This team will go as far as he carries them, basically. Him, Michi, Hayden, and then maybe a mix of Chico and Jacoby Wright, but the depth is a concern. So that means you need your best players to play well every night. They they just have to. Like if Gigi Jackson off is off, this team is off. If Michi's off, this team is off. Right? You, you can't afford to have one or two or you know all obviously of your best players not play well. So you know Gigi Jackson that second half explosion. It makes sense that the Gamecocks exploded offensively in the second half. You look at the second half numbers; they shot fifty two percent compared to shooting just. 
32% in that first half. And, uh, you know, great res- – I'll say this, great resiliency, great guts as well, and I think a great job by Lamont Paris and company to get this team to bounce back the right way after they, again, they just got thoroughly embarrassed by George Washington. So a great win, one that you needed to have, and – you know, we'll see. I think they, I believe they go into exam week this week. We'll see if they can continue to stay hot through the non conference play. What's next for this group? They take on PC this upcoming Sunday, which is a really interesting tip off, by the way. They play Presbyterian Sunday, December the 11th, 6 p.m. Eastern tip on a Sunday afternoon. So kind of interesting in Columbia, though. Um, you know, really excited to continue to watch the growth of this basketball team and the growth of Gigi Jackson as well, guys like I mentioned. So again, great stuff. It was a great weekend to have a weekend. It feels good to be good. Feels good good to be good good, I should say. Thanks to Gigi Jackson and company and uh, a lot of exciting things happening right now. Guys, again, that's going to do it all for me. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, stay tuned to all of the content, content continuing to bleed out the eyeballs. And of course, as we go through the month of December, guys, and we get closer to Christmas, there could be some changes to content. Just stay tuned to that. Of course, I will let you all know uh, we are currently putting together our plans for the bowl game, the TSUS tailgate, exactly what we're going to be doing. So I'll let you all know the deal with that as soon as that is all finalized. But again, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in. Let's have us one hell of a week Appreciate you all. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.